Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of the Infinite Boost podcast. I'm super excited to be recording, well, I've already recorded, but releasing to you and sharing with you episode 50 of the podcast. I know it's taken a little bit longer than I ever would have thought to get here, but we're here, and it's such an excellent episode. Top Gun was a fantastic guest, and I'm so grateful for her willingness to come on and chat with me for a little while about Rocket League and life and streaming and all of those things. So thank you to her. Thank you to all of you who have continued to support over the past couple of years as I've been doing this podcast adventure. And before we hop into the show, I would just uh, make a request that whether it's on Twitter in a DM or on a stream or in Discord, let me know if you think there's any way that you feel like I could improve the show with the content. What are some other things that you would like to hear about? What are some other things that you would like to have a discussion on during the show? I'd love to hear anything that you might be open to sharing just to see if there's any way that this show can be even better than what it is now. That's all. I want to hop right into the show. Without further ado, here is my chat with Top Gun. Uh, I really, really am excited for you to listen to this one. It was great. Thank you so much. Well, it is a nice early 11.40 in the morning on a Sunday, and fortunately enough, uh, Top Gun was kind enough to share her morning with me, uh, so thank you uh, on a relaxing Sunday for hanging out with me and talking some some Rocket League. Yeah, no worries. Um, you know, this is something I've always kind of been interested in. Um, like doing podcasts and stuff. It's something I've been told I'm pretty, I would be pretty good at. So, you know, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I have uh, stopped by your stream on a good number of occasions and your ability to carry out your thoughts and communicate as you are playing the game is, is impressive. So uh, I have no doubt that carrying that over minus the Rocket League, having to play Rocket League and just talk should should not be an issue at all. So um, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell me a little bit? I like to start out episodes just getting a little bit of the backstory about how you got started playing this crazy game called Rocket League. Um, you know, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, I had a friend in college that really, really, really enjoyed the game. Like, you know, we both really liked soccer, and I saw him playing this game, and I was like, what in the world is that? And he's like, it's, it's Rocket League, it's car soccer. And I got the opportunity to play it, and I played it for a couple games, and then I set it down for like two years, and never, ever bought it. And then um, one year, I got an Xbox, and I was like, what game? do I possibly play? And I decided to pick up Rocket League because I stopped playing soccer in high school and it, it was kind of like a, you know, it kind of helped me. It was a little nostalgia. Um, so I decided to pick it up and and start playing it um, back in like, I think it was 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was about 2017, 2018, something like that when I first started playing Rocket League. Um, and since that moment i've i've been 
pretty much hooked. Like, there's, like, one or two seasons where I didn't play. But other than that, I've been absolutely hooked on the game. Wait, so you you got an Xbox, but you didn't have a game that you were going to play? Did the Xbox just, like, fall in your lap? Or you're like, I'm going to buy an Xbox, but had no motivation of a game that you actually wanted to play? It was a uh, it was a birthday gift. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I've I've gamed my entire life, but I've always like had to like share systems with the family and stuff like that. Um, but eventually I got my own and you know, I'm I'm not somebody who really like looks around for games. I typically get addicted to like one game. Um, so there are a lot of games that I only have like a couple hours in, but then like there's a game that I have 10,000 hours in. So, you know, I like a lot of the games I play, I play a whole lot and I don't really go searching elsewhere. So whenever I got the Xbox, I was like, I have no idea what to do with this. You know, like the games that I used to play weren't super popular anymore, like Halo 3 and stuff like that. So, you know, I hopped on. I saw Rocket League. I remembered it from time i played with my friend and i was like you know what i'll just get this and see how it goes yeah wait so i might be remembering wrong but have you have you been active with like any first person shooter games besides halo like at a high level or play them a lot or is it just mostly rocket league um there are a few that i've played a lot um none at any like really high level um okay you know i i play apex but i'm like i'm like average and mm -hmm. call of duty i'm pretty average too so like nothing nothing at any high level okay you know? okay okay uh and before we get into too much of the rocket league i saw you tweeted out like maybe a week or so ago that you that you bought the expansion for wow and you've been playing that on stream some too yes I, I feel like we all go through a MMO phase every now and then in our <laughs> lives. I wish it were a phase. I've been playing <laughs> World of Warcraft off and on since I was 10 years old, and I'm, I'll be 24 here in like a week and a half. And, you know, that's the game that I have 10,000 hours in. So I wish it were a phase. Like, I'll go through, I would say I would go through phases where I don't play, mm -hmm. but I always go back to World of Warcraft. It's kind of like, you know, Rocket League's become that game for me, too. I always go back to Rocket League every mm -hmm. time. So do you do some of the same people that you played WoW with still play now? Very few of them. Um, there are a couple that I played with when I was like 15 years old that I, you know, still talk to rarely. And mm -hmm. I actually saw a friend on last night when I played. Um, that I knew when I was, you know, in my early mid teens. So that like stuff like that's pretty crazy. Uh huh. Did you message them? Like I did. I did. How, nice. Good for you. I, yeah. I like hearing that, that, uh, you know, you can rekindle a relationship that, you know, you're like, oh, that guy that might, yeah. you know, haven't talked to in eight years, but you still have that connection. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I said, nice. Hey, cool. All right. Well, let's. Let's get to the Rocket League. Okay, so you, you get an Xbox, you get Rocket League, and kind of take it from there in terms of, obviously that was almost four years ago now, and you're still playing the game on a regular basis. So yep. 
were you like hooked from the start or what what was kind of your storyline of getting that Xbox getting Rocket League to where you are now like give me all the the crazy details of of what it looked like and what the experience was for you so basically um i i do think it was summer of of 2017 uh, is when i got Rocket League um so i got it at the beginning of of that summer i'm pretty sure and you know so I, at that point you know like i said i was in college so like my summers i had a job and you know but outside my job i didn't do anything you know um at all so i just grinded the heck out of rocket league um every single day i got home and i'd play rocket league um and you know i believe i started i think it was season five um but you know throughout that summer i played a whole lot and then um i stopped for like two seasons um and i'd imagine that was like during the school year um when i stopped playing and then i picked it back up in season eight and i have played like 1500 to 2000 games every single season since then <laughs> if not more i'm pretty sure season 14 i was reaching like 4000 games 3500 something like oh my. that um but then again you know i i stream it right. so you know it's my job to stream it essentially and um you know so i played a lot and mm -hmm. um i started getting really into it at the end of 2018 like around the time when the um season passes first came out Sure. Um, that's when I started really getting into Rocket League and, and deciding to really, um, improve. And at that point, I think I was like plat three, something like that. And I was just like, I really want to improve at this game. And two months later I started streaming and, um, you know, it was a really big motivation because a lot of people in my chat at the time were like champs. And I was like, oh man, I'm only plat three and everyone i talk to is champ like i really have to kick in high gear and and get up to get up to speed and then a whole year later um i made it to gc mm -hmm. um but you know i spent a really long time and i believe it was champ two trying to get to champ three and then i spent a long time in champ three trying to get to trying to get to gc um, mm -hmm. But yeah, January 2019 is the first time I ever hit GC. And, you know, most of those hours are on stream playing um, and talking to chat and stuff like that. So do you ever play off stream? Like even, I guess, like even going back to when you first started streaming, were you practicing or doing anything off stream or was all your game time on stream? I play off stream sometimes i used to play off stream a whole lot more but like over the last few months i've been doing like 10 12 hour streams and and a lot of them are rocket league so it's like you know i try to play off stream less to avoid the burnout and stuff like that right. um but i used to play off stream every day mm -hmm. every day like i would be playing before my stream every single day and then um, I used to not stream on Thursdays and Sundays, and I would be playing all day Thursdays and Sundays. Um, I would go as far to say as it was a, it was an addiction. Yeah. Um, 
to the game and i really you know i i just played it a whole lot i'm pretty sure on pc i have oh my gosh i have like 4000 hours on pc and that's across 2 years less mm. than t- yeah about 2 years a little less so what level is your account cuz you also i mean you play so many games like what l- is the total level of your account do you know oh my gosh ah I mean, it's got to be, be nearing 3000 yeah it's nearing 3000 um, okay. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's definitely nearing 3,000, yeah. Yeah, mine, uh, when I started taking the game seriously, a lot of my friends had more hours than me and were, like, a good number of levels ahead of me. And then when I started playing more, I just kind of, like, blew past them. And now yeah. mine's, mine's, like, 2,400 or 2,500. And I feel like mine is high, uh, but you're making me feel a little bit better. But you also play the game basically full-time. Yeah, I will, I will also say, though, that I, um, people are actually really surprised when I tell them that I never went into free play or training until I was already GC. See, that's, that's something that I was going to ask you. So you, like, getting to GC and kind of being on that, uh, you know, once you started streaming and to, I guess, to the first time you got GC... You never spend time in training packs or free play or anything? Nope. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and just break that down for me a little? I'm I'm curious what that was like for you. How do you, how do you improve so much uh not practicing? I mean, you're still playing the game, right? But you're not yeah. like honed in on anything specific. So hit me with that. Um really, it was kind of like so I have loved my entire life playing games with other people. Um, and when it came to practicing, I really didn't want to do it because I knew that was something that I had to do on my own in my own time, really. Um, I mean, of course, like I could do it on, on stream and stuff like that um, without other people or just talking to people. But I never really liked the idea of doing something um, or playing a game by myself. I've never been one that's played many like story mode games or anything like that because you play them by yourself. And I like multiplayer games. And so I would constantly log on and immediately go into ranked every time. And it blew people's minds. Um, and really the, but what really helped me um, that I think is so important is rotation and positioning. My rotation and positioning, while my mechanics were not good, like, yeah, my my mechanics were bad because I didn't, like, I didn't ever practice. Um, my rotation and positioning was miles above other people's, whereas, like, my mechanics were were lower. But at the end of the day, it was easier to kind of get through the ranks because even though my mechanics weren't great, I don't think you need great mechanics to be GC. You know, I think if you have good rotation and positioning and enough mechanics to where you're not like just absolutely just hitting the ball all over the place all the time, then you're fine. You know, like it doesn't take anything crazy. And plus, I was also somebody who's always really good at defense and I still am. Um... I'm a very defensive player, defensive-minded player. 
Um, so I'm very, very good at defense. So I would kind of just like play the rotation positioning game and play defense more and, you know, be able to clear the ball to my teammates who were a little bit more offensive and had a little bit better mechanics. Mm. I feel like that is pretty consistent, especially in a game like Ra- I, I agree with you that it doesn't necessarily take, you know, a Justin level mechanic or even, you know, like it doesn't take a high level of mechanics, quote unquote high, because obviously GCs are still good at the game, but it doesn't, you don't have to be some kind of mechanical guy to get to GC, but just like playing smart and not necessarily going for every ball that you feel like you have to go to can lead you to win a lot more games than the average person and get to something like GC. So I think something that I've been thinking about myself recently a lot, because I feel like one thing that I struggle with is my decision-making or one thing that has kept me like I'm champ one right now, like right on the cusp of champ two, since they lowered things a little bit. Uh, So in terms of like rotation and positioning and then decision-making, I would kind of like lump those all in as like kind of the three musketeers of just being a smarter Rocket League player. Like, how do you differentiate rotation and positioning? Because I feel like rotation is important, but then also being in the right place. You can quote-unquote rotate, but you might not rotate to the right spot. So how did you learn that? Uh, Like, how do you think about it? Kind of break those down for me a little bit um rotation positioning good rotation good positioning sorry they go hand in hand um because a lot of the time when you're doing a good rotation um you're picking up small boost pads um you're looking at your lines so like the line of the boost pads so Mm. you might have like a, a line going diagonal um and you know a lot of the time if you have good rotation you will also be in a good position um, so, you know, like how, how I learned about that stuff really is, you know, like I said earlier, I, when I was plat three, I was playing with like champs and stuff like that. A lot of people like playing in tournaments with champs and, and stuff like that. And I was able to learn really fast through watching them and watching what they do and being like, okay, this is where I need to go. This is where I need to be. Um, but those two definitely 100% go hand in hand. If you have good rotation, like I said, you will probably also have good positioning because rotation is is positioning. You know, like when you're rotating, you're rotating so that you can get in the right position. So good rotation typically equals good positioning and good positioning typically equals good rotation. So I feel like I I want to push you on that a little bit and see if we can like find a little bit of differentiation there. And this also might be like I I think I want to dig into that a little bit because like there's the idea of like rotating back or rotating out of the play and mm-hmm. then like that is in essence good, right? like getting out of the play at the appropriate time so that 
your teammates that might have more boost or a better opportunity on the ball or whatever can take their opportunity to extend the play or, um, you know, go for a shot or a challenge or whatever. But then there's also like rotating to a specific position that mm -hmm. is good because you can rotate out of a play and put yourself in a bad position and you can also ro rotate and put yourself in a in a good position so like you see what i'm saying like i feel like there is a difference yeah so i i guess how i see that personally is that like you said you um you can rotate into a bad position right then mm -hmm. i personally don't see that as a good rotation mm-hmm um, which is why I say they go hand in hand. Um, sure. I, I, I'm not saying like, I, I do think there can be a little bit of a difference because I think that there are things that happen that are unexpected in, mm -hmm. a, in a Rocket League game and oh, yeah. a simple rotation doesn't always, um, d doesn't always fit for that. You know, like a simple, a simple rotation may not always help the unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's really important to look at the play at hand. Like it's, it's important to look to see who has the, you know, um, kind of who has the advantage, you know, like you can make a simple rotation back, right? Like your average normal rotation, but let's say the opponent and your teammate are about to get a 50. Um, it's important to look to see who has the advantage in that. And yeah. set up a proper position so that you can either attack or defend mm -hmm. um, based upon how the 50 is looking and who who looks to have the advantage. Yes. Um, so from that angle, yeah, you know, I, I would say like positioning um, can be a little different in in terms of, you know, the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um. But otherwise, like I said, I think that, you know, if you have really good rotation, most of the time you'll have good positioning as well. Yeah, I think I think it's almost like rot rotation for me is the the ideas of what makes a good rotation is the timing of it almost mm -hmm. like, you know, if you consistently try and pass the ball middle from the corner and then you rotate you make the decision to rotate and your rotation is all the way back to your back corner boost to get a hundred boost um like that that rotational decision isn't necessarily optimal at the same time like it it's a it's fine because you know you're not necessarily uh, putting yourself in a bad position and you're not um, keeping up the pressure that you've created by being in your opponent's like defensive third but like taking a more aggressive position like a shorter rotation is ideal unless like a 50 50 is coming up or a clear is coming up I I feel like I had a better idea of how I wanted to say that and then it just turned into the jumbled mess that I just said but like <laughs> rotation is almost like a like an action that you do and then the position is the result of that specific rotation. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. 
Yeah. Um, Cause they, they, they go together. Yeah. Um, and I agree like with what you said that they go together, but the rotation and I guess how you execute it is the action taken and the position is the result of that action. Yeah. And there could be good, there could be good rotations depending on what's happening. Like you said, you know, um, if a 50, 50 is coming, there are good rotations and then there are bad rotations. But if, you know, you have uh, action and consistent aggression on your opponent's goal, there are good rotations that can lead to good positions and there are bad rotations or there are rotations that can lead to bad positions. Yeah, I also think that, um, I guess, I guess to add on a little bit, I also think that like you can have good rotations as in you can be in the good, like a good general area, but you know, like, even in terms of maybe your car's not facing the right way or or something like that. And that would be putting yourself in like a bad position, um, even if you rotated the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, a good, a good rotation does, you know, is the action that typically leads to good position. But, you know, that's not always the case. When is it not the case? Um, like I said, when you do the... Uh, when you do a good rotation, but maybe your car is is a little mispositioned in terms of maybe it's backwards. Maybe you need to be at one certain angle and you're at the other angle or maybe something like that. So you're kind of in the right position, but you're not in a good enough position to go for the ball properly. Sure. Um, so I would say something like that. Um, you know, like sometimes you can be in the right spot, but like I said, you're backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or something like that, which sure. isn't good. So let me, let me throw this on top of it too. Um, if, so say like you are doing a full rotation because it looks like your offensive attack is kind of falling apart. Uh, the ball is coming middle, but it looks like they're going to get a clear down to your side. So you are already rotating all the way back. The ball's on the right side of the field. You're going down the left and you're like, I would consider, or I'm thinking about rotating back and being like back posts. I feel like if you get to a back post type position, it can be a bad habit uh, as the ball is coming down the field to kind of leak into the goal a little bit. And then your, your positioning where it was good initially gets kind of weaker and weaker as you're giving up your ability to cover the entirety of the goal. So like when you're, when you're rotating back or when you're thinking about transitioning from one part of the game to the other, do you have specific locations that are kind of like home base for you initially as you're taking in the play or like, how do you look at some of those bigger rotations uh, from offense to defense or defense to offense? Like, how do you assess those situations? And do you, like, go to certain spots that you feel like are most effective? Um, honestly, like like I've said, I'm, I'm more of a defensive player, so I tend to take the um, more defensive, like, route, even when I rotate on offense. You know, I'm kind of always um, in a more defensive position. Mm -hmm. um so like for me personally when i see someone going like onto the ball pretty aggressively i don't typically move all the way forward 
Um, you know, I look at the play and I'm like, well, do we have the advantage here? Do we not have the advantage here? Um, you know, like a lot of the time, if your teammate is being aggressive and they're going, like, let's say they're taking the ball down the left side or something and they're on the left side of the ball and the opposing team, um, you know, is covering net a lot of the time, like one of those fifties could end up in the, like with the ball shooting back towards the net, Mm -hmm. our net. And so I try to be in positions to cover that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are more aggressive. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, like, I just try to always make sure that I'm in a position to both be defensive, but also, um, make sure that I can be there on offense if need be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you do a decent amount. Well, do you mostly solo queue? I see you playing with people from time to time. Like, how would you, how would you lay out kind of the distribution of playing with people as opposed to just solo queuing? Um, I play with people quite often, but you know, I'm not opposed to solo queuing. A lot of times if I do play off stream, I'm solo queuing. Um, Typically at the beginning of my streams, I'm also solo queuing. Um, I honestly, I feel like just like everybody else, I prefer queuing with people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just more reliable overall. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's definitely something I prefer to do. Um, But, you know, I think that playing with people who are random, it kind of helps you um, adapt it helps your ability to adapt because you get different players every time and you don't know how they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps your ability to, to like, uh, it helps you read random plays. Um, it helps you be able to play with multiple play styles and, uh, and stuff like that. Did you gain your, this ability to adapt from solo queuing or is that something that comes naturally to you and how did you take like how have you used that to evolve as a rocket league player um essentially i used to solo queue a whole lot um i used to essentially main solo queuing um that's what i did all the time um and i do think that kind of helped Uh, i i also think that made me a little bit more of a defensive player Mm -hmm. um but I do definitely think it helped with um, with adapting and, and being able to play with almost any play style. I'd say the only play style I struggle to play with is somebody who is extremely aggressive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't really struggle too much to play with people because I think partially because of that. Because you just focus on supporting the teammates that you have. Yes. Okay, so I want to go back to this whole thing where you just don't spend time in training packs or free play. Um, how, when you made the decision that you wanted to improve and wanted to get better at the game, but you didn't spend, like, you're just a ranked grinder. Was it all ranked or did you ever play casual games or was all of this just ranked? Oh, it was all ranked. <laughs> all bless, ranked all the time. Bless your soul. So, like... When when that's happening, take me through that. Like, what is where's your mind at? Like, what did you have to like sign away your soul, or how do you improve on a consistent basis without like just playing game after game? What is your mindset like? What are you thinking about, and how do you continually make progress? 
Um, basically, I... So the thing is, is playing a whole lot of ranked, I've had to really learn how to chill out and calm down and not take the game as seriously. Um, you know, I think when it comes to playing ranked, it's kind of the competitive nature in me. I like to play at high skill levels on a consistent basis. Um, and you know, casual doesn't really give me that. And of course, like I said, with training, um, it just, you know, I, I played by myself, you know, training was by yourself. And now, now I train a lot, but like I said, I didn't do that until I had already reached GC. Right. Um, and really the, the thing is, is I learned so much about the game from just watching other people. Like, and I don't mean, like, going on Twitch and watching other people. I mean, watching what other people do in the game while I was playing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I kind of picked out the the bad things or the things that I saw resulted in bad things and was like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe (laughs) I should try to do these things that result in something positive, something good. Um... You know, but I always, I've always thought of Rocket League in like a very analytical way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even the smallest things kind of set me off in terms of, oh, well, why would he ever do that? Why would they ever go for that ball? And I look at all the possible outcomes of a situation, like kind of before it happens. And think of like, well, where do I need to be? And that's kind of always how I've been, which is always, which is like also helped me with the um, rotation and positioning side because mm-hmm. of how analytical of the game and things in general that I am. It's it was easier for me to learn that side than the mechanical side of the game. Have you always been like that, or is that like, are you that way in all things, like more analytical? <laughs> I would say I'm like that in most things. Like I'm, I'm just somebody who thinks of all like potential outcomes of, of every situation that I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've, I've always been like that. And I think that's a real asset in Rocket League because at the end of the day, you can always like mechanics while they take practice. The thing is, is you can always learn like anyone is capable of learning mechanics, you know, Anyone is capable of learning those mechanics if they put practice and time into it. But with rotation and positioning, it's not necessarily practice. It's an idea that you just have to figure out how to put into play, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a little bit different than mechanics where you have an example of a mechanic and, you know, you kind of just have to get that practice in to be able to make it happen whereas like yeah i would say like rotation positioning and stuff like that like it does take practice in order to do it right but it's it's all in the idea of it and i feel like you know mechanics are really like that execution um and you know all of it goes hand in hand it's all important um, but like when I think of rotation and positioning, I just think of you actually have to think that's the thing is a lot of people like they just go play Rocket League and they play it on kind of 
you know, it's it's tunnel vision or mm. it's just people flying around the field or they're on autopilot or whatever. But being good at Rocket League in terms of rotation and positioning takes actual thought. <laughs> um, yes. Until it gets to the point where it's just muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I feel like mechanics... I feel like mechanics are easier to get into your muscle memory. You know, if you train them. You know, it's like you spend... Like, at least with me, if I spend, like, one solid hour on a mechanic, it... I typically can do it. Maybe not consistently, but I can do it. However, people spend thousands of hours in a Rocket League, in a game, inside of a ranked game, and the concept of rotation and positioning is still a struggle. And sometimes, you know, it's still a struggle for me too. Um, Cause I'm not always going to make the right decisions either. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, like you spend that one or two hours on a mechanic and you've got it down to the point where you can maybe perform it in a game, but then you spend one or two hours inside of a ranked match, practicing your rotation and positioning and you don't have it down. You know, you're still going to, you're still going to make a lot of mistakes. So mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of a of a different thing for me. So how do you how does how does one improve mechanics? Like what cuz obviously like there is a difference in between somebody that can play the level of like a platinum, any lower, even like a champ level player. And maybe the mechanics aren't that much difference in between like a champ two and a GC. Maybe it comes down to just being a smart player sometimes. And I guess there's a gamut. Like some people aren't very smart and some people just don't have the mechanics. But how does somebody improve on mechanics enough just playing games to get to a GC level on on both sides because it certainly takes some uh, amount of improvement on that side of it to get to the level that you're at. I would say simplicity is key. Like focusing on the small things, um, like learning how to fast aerial, learning how to half flip, you know, like those, like wave dashing, like those are things that are pretty simple to learn that would take you hardly any time at all to to learn those things and then also be able to implement them into game. Um, so it's really about like working on those really small things. Um, and you can work on those things in game, you know, I mean, you may miss whatever, but you know, working on those things in game also isn't, isn't that difficult because they're very simple things that I know, like even really lower level players can do. Um, but the thing is, is that those lower level players haven't mastered those things yet. They can't do them perfect every single time. And so I think it's about taking those small little things that you knew how to do even in gold and plat and perfecting them in game and i think a lot of rocket league even can be about being at the right place at the right time you know and having the base mechanic to just 
jump into the ball or slightly air roll just to position yourself a little bit better um or knowing how to like knowing angles i think angles is really important when you hit a ball like you know understanding power um like hitting the ball with the corner of your car will typically give you more power than hitting it with the with the nose you know just like simple things like that understanding those things um can really help you mm-hmm. as long as you have the good rotation and positioning as well yeah so what was your process for or mindset how did you maneuver improving on some of those more mechanical things as you were you know work trying to work your way up the the ranked system i honestly would just try things like mid game like i would just I, you know like i like people in my chat um would kind of help me and they'd be like well maybe you should implement this into your game and i would as i'm in the middle of a ranked match i'd be like well how do i do that and they would like describe it to me and i would sit there and try and do it in the middle of ranked games <laughs> and and just see if it would work you all know? right so ranked games have just been your training ground yeah yeah and, and I, you've you've gotten to where you are just kind of fumbling along the way yeah my my route is not the one that most people take. Like I said, it, it blows people's mind. Like I spend a lot of time in free play now, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, because you know I try to, like I said, I try to stay calm in the game. I've had to figure out how to do that, um, and you know, so I've really spent a lot more time in free play because once I hit GC and I was like, I can't go too much further in GC without improving my mechanics and I want to improve at the game. I started going into free play. Um I was really bad at like uh at like backboard stuff and and uh-huh. like air dribbling and and just, you know, passing from the wall and stuff like that and now that that's something I do every single day and I'm so much better at it than what I was. Wait, so I think that's interesting. Why can't you like you've gotten to where you are doing doing what you've already done? what is keeping you from thinking that you can continue doing the same things? Because like once you, once you reach a certain point in the game, like my peak is near 1700. Um, once you reach a certain point in the game, um, people are faster than you mm-hmm. and they are more consistent and it's going to be really hard. It's it's really hard to get consistent when you're not practicing. So, you know, like the base mechanics, while I had them down, you know, somewhat solid, I was a very inconsistent player. Mm. And that really, like, I, I struggled a lot with that. Um, and so I, I realized, like, once I hit GC, in order to climb the ranks a little bit, I needed to get my consistency up. And I needed to be able to do a little more than just flip into the ball and half flip. (laughs) This is so intriguing to me because I feel like part of getting to Grand Champ is just being consistent. So what were the things that you feel like you're not consistent at that now you are taking your efforts into free play and training packs to become more consistent? Uh, I would say now I'm a pretty consistent player. Um, you know, like 
I don't like consistently play great, but I don't consistently play bad. Like I'm a constant in terms of I I pretty consistently play decent. Like I play mm-hmm. well. Um so the thing is is um I was kind of in and out of GC a lot though. You know, I wasn't a consistent GC at the time. And so the thing is is like so many things about my gameplay were consistent like my rotation and positioning but my mechanics weren't consistent so like my execution on mechanics weren't consistent you know i'd miss things i wasn't supposed to miss even though i was in the right position um and stuff like that so moving up in the ranks um it was really important that i gain that consistency you know consistently hit the ball consistently be able to do certain mechanics um i started like now when I get into Rocket League, when I log on Rocket League, the first thing I do is go into training now. Mm-hmm. That is the first thing I do. Sometimes during my stream, when I really don't feel like playing ranked, sometimes I will sit there. I've sat there in uh, in free play for three hours. <laughs> mm. Just on stream, just sat there and just talked. While, yeah. you know, getting my getting some muscle memory together. Um, so the thing is, is like, whenever I go into free play, the thing I worry about are the things I'm really bad at. So as I said earlier, I'm not very good at like air dribbling and, or like double taps. Like when it comes to being in the air, mm-hmm. I am very inconsistent and always have been. I'm mm-hmm. not as inconsistent now because I've practiced so much. Um, but you know, like. I've had to work on the consistency of my mechanics um, ever since I hit GC to move up the ranks. And so that's that's what I've done is uh, I worked on consistent, consistency with mechanics. And I've also worked on trying to be a, a less defensive player, less hesitant to go for things on offense. Mm-hmm. So how much have you seen your rank go up as you've been looking to add some of these other tools to your tool belt? Um, And how long has this process been going on? Like when did the free play and the training come on? Like how long has that been? And then how much have you seen yourself rank up? It's been about a year um, of training, but I would say... I like even a year ago, I would only spend like 10, 15 minutes in training before I hopped into ranked. Um, I would say over the last few months is when I started spending a lot of time in free play, um, just kind of more so to keep myself sane from ranked. Um, but I would say from the first time I hit GC, I was very, very inconsistent. Like I was pretty consistently a low C3 how I got GC. I mean, you know, I, I did play with people. Um, but I was also just having a really good day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but at the time I was pretty consistently low C3. So I was like, you know, 14, 40, 14, 50, something like that. Um, pretty consistently somewhere around there. And now my current peak is, uh, like, 20 mmr from 1700 Um, right now like recently or like season 14 season 14 um 
but it was like earlier season 14. Okay. Um, and then the highest I've been since then is 1600, and that was, um, that was season one. Okay. Um, but I will say, and then last season, but I've gotten GC every single season, um, since I first got GC. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I the thing is with how things are now is that I have gone through like this whole entire process though. Uh after season one, I kind of decided that I wasn't going to take Rocket League seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was just going to try and play for fun. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have not gone for a peak since season one. Mm-hmm. I'd say since like mid season one. But are you still spending time in free play? Like, are you still like trying to improve or is it mostly just now I'm at where I'm at? I'm cool with that. I play the game. I enjoy it. Like, where are you at now then? Or is that kind of just your mindset? I would say I'm in the middle. I would say I, I would say I go to improve for myself and not for a peak. Mm hmm. Um, I guess is what I'd say where I'm at. I improve for the sake of my... Because, like, I hate not improving in games. I hate not getting anywhere, you know, especially mm-hmm. when I put in so much work. But I also understand that, uh, like, you know, I said earlier that I used to play Rocket League Offstream all the time, and now I don't. And that has been a huge thing in terms of, like... Um, my performance when it comes to MMR. Because on stream, I just sit there and talk to people. You know, I don't focus on the game near as much. And um, I would, I will also say that while my mechanics have improved, I also have this thing that I like to call the streamer rotation. Um, because, you know, whenever I leave a play... Now, I tend to go back to the back boost because mm-hmm. I'm reading chat. Right. So I tend to drive all the way back as I'm reading chat. And I kind of, I just, like I said, I call it the streamer rotation. Um, and that's actually been something that's really hard for me to break because I've spent since season one not playing as much off stream. Mm-hmm. So um, it's hard to keep a good like rotation and stuff like that when all I'm doing is playing on stream and having said streamer rotation. Yeah. Whereas before it was easier to switch back and forth because I consistently played off stream right. to the point where when I did play on stream, it didn't become a habit to do that streamer rotation. Um, but you know, like I, I don't take the game. Like I said, don't take the game as seriously. I do always try to improve. I'm in free play all the time. Um, I'm a much better, at least like, I think I'm a much better player than I was when I reached nearly 1700. Um, I'm much more consistent. I can do a lot more off the wall. Um, I can do a lot more flashy stuff too. Like, I mean, I'm not very, I'm not a flashy player at all, but I can do cooler things now more consistently. I can do base mechanics more consistently now. Um, I can do just like, you know, I can air dribble um, and, you know, do double taps and flicks and stuff like that. Um, I'm still not like fantastic at it, but I've improved so much even since then that 
I feel like I could make a push. Um, but I, I genuinely just haven't. Do you, is there something specific that has led you to take a little bit more of a relaxed approach to the game? Yeah, I was getting mad all the time. You know, like I would end my Rocket League sessions like super upset with myself mm -hmm. and uh, with the game. And then, of course, with stream as well. Right. Like I, you know, Rocket League is a game that takes so much mental capacity um genuinely like if you play it for long periods of time it is the most um exhausting game that i've ever played in terms of mental exhaustion and i kind of realized i was like i cannot go on playing this game on stream every day for hours and hours and hours unless i change something you know about myself and how i see the game um, you know, like being competitive is, is great. There's nothing wrong with being a little competitive. Um, as long as you're understanding that when you play, you're playing to improve and get better. You're not playing to just beat everybody. You know, like as long as you understand that being competitive and criticizing yourself is good as long as you're not putting yourself down which is what i would kind of do you know i'd be like oh man like instead of just looking at the play and being like i could have done this better you know i'd be negative with myself which wasn't healthy um and it also made me have an unhealthy perspective on the game as well um so it was kind of it was kind of like this whole thought process i went through that i was like listen rocket league's fun it's competitive. It's a great game. There's no other game like it. It's unique. Um, it's a good game. But I'm not enjoying it because of how I'm seeing the game for myself and how I'm seeing myself playing it. It's like, um, you know, especially being like a woman in Rocket League and streaming, um, people would tell me, oh, you're not good because you're a girl. You know, people would say stuff like that. And it kind of pushed me to really prove them wrong, even though I didn't have to. I didn't have anything to prove to anybody. Um, you know, I just felt that pressure. And once I relieved that pressure, I started enjoying Rocket League so much more, even though I don't, you know, sit there and go into the 1700s anymore. I have so much more fun in the game and I don't come out of it angry anymore mm. that's a good feeling oh i bet so yeah that's that's great and i i think i was i i appreciate you sharing that because um i was curious to know what would cause somebody to do that and exactly like because it's it's one thing to say that oh i'm taking the game more casually but that can go a lot of different directions um because some people it could literally mean like oh i just you know i boot up the game and i play it because that's what the majority of my audience came from is rocket league so i play it and you don't necessarily have the same passion for it uh but it's really nice to hear that you're still invested in the game you still enjoy the game and you're still working at the game and now you're doing it in a way that is healthier for you 
like emotionally and physically. Like that's that's great to hear. Yeah, because I would say like, you know, you talked about just like 20 seconds ago, you said something about like, you know, having less less passion. That's the point where I was getting at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want this game to be that for me because it's a game I genuinely love. And I didn't want it to turn into a game that I felt like I had to play for stream. Um, and because it was getting to that point. And like, you know, I would load up Rocket League and I'd be like, oh, no, I have to play Rocket League. And I was getting so upset partially because of that, too. Um, and it was just getting to that point. I, I didn't want it to be like that. So I, you know, I made a lot of changes for myself and. Like I said, the way I see see things, see the game, and just play. Because people ask me that all the time. People constantly, constantly ask me, how do you stay so calm while playing Rocket League? And while it's a long answer, it's a worthwhile answer. And, you know, I I think it's genuinely helped some people also stay calmer in the game. Is it is it kind of... Do you have anything that you would add to like what you said before in terms of like how you answer that or somebody, you know, because one thing, a couple of the things that I've uh, written down just in terms of what I've been thinking is um, like you've talked about your ability in solo queue to adapt instead of getting upset about your opponents. You, I mean, obviously, you've played the game a bunch. So just being able to have that longevity like there are people that would get to like a certain plateau in the game and just instead of adjusting and being like, okay, now I go into free player. Now I go into training packs. They would just get frustrated because they're not seeing the same consistent progress that they've seen before. So like if, if somebody is frustrated with the game, somebody comes into your stream, ah, how do you play this game so much? And you're so chill about it. How, like what are tips or what are ideas that you give to people to make that shift or to help them like continue enjoying the game? The main thing that I think people do when they play Rocket League is one, either blame their teammates or they blame themselves too much. And I think it's about finding a really good balance and finding figuring out how to be constructive in your criticism of others and of yourself when you play um and i tell people i'm like listen don't focus on what other people are doing like i i get that it's a team game you know so i get when you hop into a game you know you you play with your teammates right but focus on your own improvement personally because a lot of those people who are stuck like i said are either blaming themselves too much or blaming their teammates too much i get it all the time People always tell me, well, it's my teammate's fault or um, I'm just really bad. And at the end of the day, both those mindsets are terrible for you. They're very negative. They're rooted in toxicity. Um, even, even the toxicity of yourself, you know, like they're rooted in toxic thoughts and behaviors. And I think that um, focusing on self-improvement is the most important thing in Rocket League. Focusing on yourself and not what other people are doing and also realizing that sometimes you genuinely just have to breathe. It's a game. And I know it's a game that people take seriously. 
I understand that because I'm there. I've been there. I still take the game seriously in terms of wanting to improve and get better and win games and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I will get off Rocket League the same exact human being I was when I got on. You know, I will have the same exact life as I did when I got on that day. You know, I will, I am just as successful as a person outside of this game as I was when I first got on. And that is how I try to see it. And plus, I always, I also see it as there's always another day to regain. There's always another day to improve. There's always another day to get better. There's always another day to do things different. You know, it's not all rooted in, in just one day. We have a, you know, a lot of people, we have a long life to live. You know, it's okay that you had a bad day in Rocket League. How or, did you come upon looking at everything this way? Because I love it. Um, I think, I think, like I said, it was just rooted from um, the fact that I put so much worth in myself by how good I was at Rocket League. Because I've been maining Rocket League as a game for my stream the entire time I've been streaming. And it's been two years and, and three months or something like that. Um, and I've been maining Rocket League. In that time, I've put, you know, like I said, over 4,000 hours into this game. And I took it so seriously to the point where it was, like, affecting my anxiety and, like, you know, mental health and and stuff like that. And I'm not sure like how much you want me to dive into that. Cause it's something I'm super open about with my stream, with everybody. Um, you know, I don't really like I'm, to hide. I'm, hide I'm happy things. To, well, cause here's the thing. And I'm happy for you to talk about it. If you, whatever you want to talk about, because I feel like there are plenty of people that quit this game because they're frustrated that they're not improving or it's just not fun anymore. And like the game doesn't change people change or mindsets yeah. change or how you look at the game changes the game has been the same you know what i mean so it's something about the human that changes that it's not fun anymore um and that could come from hundreds or thousands of different things and it was on the way to ha like you were on the way to that happening and it already was happening a little bit and you made a shift or a change that it went in an another direction a much more positive direction not just for rocket league and streaming but i would say also your life yeah like that's just a big life thing which i applaud you for so as much as you want to share about that i'm open to hearing because i think it's extremely valuable not just for people that listen to this podcast as you know a rocket league podcast but just in general of like how you look at everything in life yeah so um basically for me um you know like i said i've been playing rocket league since i started streaming it's been my main game i've put so many so much time so many hours into it and really um around august of last year i hit partner on twitch and I, after I hit partner, um, you know, and this was also like a time where I started falling in MMR 
in Rocket League and just things in life didn't seem to be going the way that I, I wanted them to. And, you know, like I was supposed to, you know, move out, um, back then from where I am right now. And that, that didn't happen. And so it was just a lot of stuff like, um, you know, there were like friendships that weren't going very well, stuff like that. And so, um, you know, I got partner as well and I didn't know what to do next. I had no idea where to go. Rocket League wasn't going well. Life in general wasn't going well. And I kind of like fell into this hole of, you know, like it was like I would wake up in the morning and I just didn't want to do the things that I wanted to do before. You know, I stopped posting on like social media as much. Um, I kind of, you know, I went through a spell and it was a pretty long spell. It was like, you know, six, seven months of like, you know, just me going through kind of the motions. And, um, you know, back in, I believe it was January, I, you know, I kind of looked at everything that was going on in my life. And I was just like, you know, I don't have to sit here and just let this be what it is. You know, because at the end of the day, like, I was experiencing lots, lots of anxiety, um, you know, some depression and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I started seeing, like I said, Rocket League in a really bad way, um, streaming in a not not streaming in a in a bad way but like the fact that i was playing rocket league that i didn't enjoy was making streaming a less enjoyable experience for me um and and everything like that it was like i kind of didn't want to press the go live button because i had to play rocket league or i felt the need to play rocket league um and i went through this process in streaming and in rocket league where i stopped playing rocket league as much and started venturing off into other things. And um, that was something that really helped me. Um, I kind of dove back into my community, back into my friends, back into the people that really care for me and love me and are going to be in my stream and in my life no matter what I do. And I was like, I was like, so many of these people, they don't care whether I'm GC or SSL, or champ, I could be plat for all they care. You know, I could be silver, I could be gold, you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, my friends aren't there because of my Rocket League rank. You know, they're not there because I'm partner. They're not there because of, you know, whatever in real life is going on. They're not there for any of those reasons. They're not, I'm the only one putting my worth into Rocket League. I am the only one doing that. And in my head, I'm like, it's everybody. Everybody wants me to play Rocket League. I have to prove this and this and this because I'm a streamer on Twitch and I'm a girl and people think because I'm a girl, I'm bad, blah, 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 blah. You know, like all of these things going through my head, but I'm the only one thinking them, you know, like, you know, the people who are there every day, they're, they're not thinking that the people who support my stream, who keep me full time streaming, they're not thinking that they're just thinking, 
I love this streamer for who she is. Just like, you know, if you play Rocket League and you have a bad day, your friends still like you for who you are. Your family still likes you for who you are. You should still like you for who you are. Don't be putting so much... It's, it's, Rocket League's a great game, but nobody needs to be putting so much worth into the game to the point where you are constantly unhappy with yourself. You know, nobody needs to put that much of their worth into pixels. Especially if you it's especially if you're not like you're not a pro, right? A pro is they do it they play Rocket League specifically for a living, right? Like, so their livelihood is involved there, and I think that's a little bit of a different situation. But most people aren't pros. They don't need to be putting their entire life into Rocket League to the point where their mental health isn't good. I've been there, and that view on the game, you know, it's, it's changed so much, and now, now I can enjoy it again and be fine. You know, I don't suffer so much when I play the game. And it's just seeing it from the perspective of this does not determine my worth. It doesn't determine who I am. It doesn't determine what I can be. It doesn't determine how a lot of other people see me. I don't have anything to prove. I think, I think the biggest thing for me, though, is when I realize that I don't have to prove anything to anybody. That was probably the biggest thing, is when I thought like that, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. And it's so much more freeing to think like that. And, um, you know, it's something that's helped get control of my anxiety while I play and and stuff like that and it's just it's been so much better of an experience um past few months do you read or anything or like i i'm just completely did you just come up like with all of this yourself just like in your reflections on like where you're at and and what you were going through in your life <laughs> Yeah, I'm somebody who's really big. Like, I I constantly encourage, like, even on my streams and in private with people, um, how uh, to, like, you know, self-reflect and how important it is to um, constantly look at new perspectives and grow. And it's so important to do that. You know, um, I was talking last night on stream about how I love hanging out with people who love to grow. Um, and like that, I think that's something that's super important is growing and learning and, you know, taking the bad things that happen in your life and turning them into something good. You know, like the bad, the bad things that I felt were happening over the last few months at the end of the day, it sucked. You know, I hated feeling like that. I hated, you know, I didn't like playing Rocket League. I didn't like doing this and this and this. You know, I I was kind of miserable. But after I realized that 
all I had to do, and it's not all because it's a very difficult thing to do. It's not easy. Um, it's very hard, but it's it's more difficult to stay miserable for a long period of time than to go through that really hard stage of improvement and be better for it in the long run. You know, it's it's, it's certainly easier. worth it. Yeah, it is. And like I said, like I said, it's harder to stay miserable. You know, it it really is because you're constantly like you're constantly feeling bad for however many months or weeks or whatever. It's harder to stay like that. Really, like you think about it because it hurts more, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel as good. Um and you know, going through going through all the things that that I was going through, um by the end of it, I just kind of realized that I can't, I can't keep going like that, not enjoying what I'm doing and, um, you know, not feeling that motivation to, uh, to do things like posting on social media and improving my career and growth. And also like, I just kind of looked back and I kind of changed as a person from when I first started, um, to, you know, that point in time, it was, you know, I was less energetic, um, you know, I was running late to streams and, you know, I was very keep to myself. I wasn't going outside really. And I wasn't like hanging out with people. It was like I was doing what I had to do to get by. And that was it. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And I realized I didn't have to do that anymore. Um, You know, like, like I said, it's not easy. And... Um, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing, but at the end of the day, you got to help yourself a little bit. And that's what I was trying to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm somebody who very much so encourages like, uh, growth and, and seeing things from new perspectives and being very open-minded about everything. So do you have any like YouTube channels that you watch or books that you've read or like other resources that have kind of helped you along kind of looking at different things in different ways? Or is it purely just like you in your own head, like knocking things around? I wouldn't say it's just me in my own head. Um, I think that my community has helped me a lot um, because there are so many different types of people in my community. And, you know, streaming is kind of like a balancing act. Um, you know, it's like you, when you talk to people, I mean, I guess you don't have to be open with people. You don't have to see their perspective, but it's really good for a community, for people to be allowed to, to speak as long as it's not like harmful to other people, you know? Sure. Um, and that's how I kind of learned how to handle a bunch of different perspectives and take them in is because... My stream is full of opinionated people, and I love it because I love conversation. And, and you're also pretty opinionated. I yes, very much so. Yeah, um, that's that's something I hear a lot. I have an opinion on just about everything. <laughs> um, and you know, that's also something I could go on about forever. You know, I, um, it's you know. A, a community is what the streamer is. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, 
you have attracted people that enjoy, uh, you know, bouncing things off and having those discussions. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, I, I don't really watch a lot of YouTube to be honest. I mean, or like, like factual books or anything like that, you know, mm -hmm. I read like fiction books and stuff, but no, it's mostly been in my own head and, and, and my community. In your own interactions and what yeah. those have led to. Yep. That's super cool. I think that's awesome. I mean, the last, whatever, 20 minutes have been just pure gold. Like I'm, I really appreciate uh, your willingness to break all of that down and, and go through it uh, because I, I love it. I, I think all of that was super awesome. And I'm, I'm just genuinely really excited for you and happy for you to have been able to uh, go through that process and, and get to where you are because, you know, not everybody is willing to take that on or, you know, I guess how I would classify it is just uh, taking the responsibility 100% for the outcomes of like where your life is and where it's leading, you know, like it doesn't have to be this way for you to look at your life like that and then actually do something about it. Uh, you know, not everybody would be willing to turn things around like that. So I'm, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's very exciting for me, um, for, for you because, you know, happiness I think is the ultimate aim in life and creating that happiness for yourself, not, uh, trying to look good for other people or do something because of somebody else doing it purely for yourself, I think is like the ultimate goal. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd say like, you know, I'm kind of somebody who does a lot for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like, it, it was time that I, you know, I take care of myself because at the end of the day, you can't, you can't take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself really. 100%. Um, and that's what I needed to do. I needed to take care of myself. You know, I had like really bad sleeping problems and stuff like that. Um, to the point where like I wasn't going to bed to like 12 p.m. And only sleeping for like three or four hours and waking up every 30 minutes. And so like I couldn't sleep, you know, all this, all this stuff. And I was just like, man, like this is not, <laughs> this is not a healthy life to live. Yeah. You know, it's just not, it's not good. Like, you know, people can only go so long with that kind of sleep. Um, and I'd been dealing with it for, you know, like a year, year and a half. Um, and, you know, I finally, you know, went back to the doctor and we got things figured out and, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a much better time now, you know, I'm actually sleeping, which has given me like so much more energy. And that's also helped with, uh, with Rocket League, you know, like sure. when you have good energy, Rocket League is so much easier to play, yeah. so much easier to play mm -hmm. when you got that good energy mm -hmm. and, you know, good vibes and the positivity, you know, I think it's important to also encourage yourself a little bit when you play Rocket League, you know, don't just put yourself down, give, give yourself a little encouragement every once in a while and give your teammates a little encouragement too. What you know, a like, crazy okay, idea. You know, they... They they did well. You did well. Even if you lost, 
You know, think of the things you did right and continue to do those things. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself from more than just a negative perspective and same with your teammates. You know, you gotta look at everything from a, from a more positive perspective. And I know it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me too. Like I said, I'm somebody who's extremely hard on themselves about everything, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm trying to, trying to work and, and get better and, and do better with that. And that has helped immensely with Rocket League is trying to be more positive, not putting my worth into it, and just realizing that people don't like me because of Rocket League necessarily, you know? So mm-hmm. it's good. I, I want to change what you just said just a little bit because you're like, and realizing people don't like me. And then you added the because of Rocket League. People like you and it has nothing to do with rocket league yes yes exactly that threw me off just a little bit and i want to slam home again really really hit home something you said earlier that you know life and rocket league and all things are a a daily thing like just because you're playing bad rocket league today does not mean that you're a bad person or that you suck at the game, or even like being diamond today is not a bad thing because you have days and days to continue the process of getting better at the game. And I think that's such a good outlook that even though Rocket League is a five minute game and the goal of each five minute game is to win, overall, each game doesn't matter if the if the overall goal is to improve. Yeah. So exactly. don't put so much weight on each game. Just continue the process of consistently reflecting and seeing what is it that I need to work on now and how do I do that and just keep on moving forward. Yeah, it's it's super important to Yeah, I love that. To uh, you know, just just work on yourself. Play the game and work on yourself. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. That's it. And you'll get there. You know, and like I said, people come into my chat as well and they're just like, oh, I'm plat. How do I improve? You know, at the end of the day, the the ways to improve in Rocket League are pretty, you know, pretty simple. You just play the game with as best mindset as you can and put in some practice and you'll rank up. You will. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that that all last bit, I was really thinking like, I'm going to do my best to keep this one around an hour and then look at us. Here we go. Um, but that was all super awesome. And I I am grateful, again, that we kind of went to that all went through all of that because I think it, I think it was really, really good. So thank you uh, for sharing that. I am going to start winding things down. Um, and I kind of have a standard tradition of how I do that. And the first uh, part of that, even though you've kind of done this a couple of times, but any final, final thoughts for the listeners of the Infinite Boost podcast? Um, you know, I guess all I really have to say is, uh, you know, make sure that you, you know, when you hop on Rocket League, you're thinking your best thoughts, staying positive and, you know, being being true to yourself you know yeah nice (laughs) and then where can people find you out on the internet um 
my Twitter is it's Top Gun Seven, and I have a TikTok and a Twitch that's Top Gun Seven. Nice, and and all of those links will be in the show notes as well. So uh, please take some time and go check out all of her socials, especially Twitch, and uh, thank her for all of the good thoughts and and uh, coming on the show. Uh, I love hearing back from people that have been on the show and like, oh, so-and-so came from the podcast and said that they listened. So uh, please do that. Drop her a follow. It would mean a lot to me, and I'm sure it would mean a lot to uh, Top Gun as well. And then last but not least, um, a question for the audience. So you, Top Gun, get to ask a question of the listeners that they can drop in the Discord or hit you up on Twitter or drop in the stream. Uh, and a question that you would like to maybe get some answers from about anything. I mean, I guess I spent this whole time kind of talking about um, the ways that I stay calm during Rocket League. So I guess my question, I guess, for other people is like, how do you find your Zen place when you play Rocket League? Mm. Yeah. I guess. Good one. I like that. And if you don't want have one, how can you find it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, this was really good. I... I, I am learning as I'm doing this more and more. And again, looking at my own self on how I can improve being the, the carrier and, and person for this podcast, how I can improve. I do a bit too much rambling and saying the same thing over and over again. And I feel like it's important for me to emphasize. It's important for myself to emphasize this, that uh, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this. Cause I know that we've been talking about it a decent amount as well. Yeah. I think the first time I sent you a message was gosh, probably even last year sometime. Um, so, you know, I've stopped doing the podcast. I've started doing it again. I've stopped and restarted. So the fact that you've been willing to kind of get back in touch with me again, a couple of times and, and really work to figure this out and, and make it happen. I'm very grateful and I think that uh, this will be a really good addition to the show. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, you said you were interested in the whole podcast thing. And I think that uh, it turned out very well. So uh, thank you again. I look forward to hearing what people think of the show. Please go stop by uh, Top Gun stream. I think that both of us would appreciate it. And uh, Top Gun as we are signing off, as always, thank you for the boost. Yeah. <laughs>